Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out at the Key Studios with you on this Tuesday evening. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Well, a couple of weeks into the NFL season, lots of storylines. Obviously, here in Atlanta, things could not be very much better than what they are. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline from NFL.com. He is our buddy Eric Edholm. You can uh, follow Eric uh, on his personal Twitter page at Eric underscore Edholm. Covers the NFL and NFL draft, as I said, for NFL.com. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show. Good to uh, touch base again with you. Yeah, good to hear your voice. What's going on? So, listen, we're having a fun time here uh, in Atlanta as we are uh, 2-0. and Now, I-, I know you cover the draft a lot. So, tell- when, when B. John Robinson was coming out of college – were there comps or comparisons that you made to him? I know, obviously, you would have had him as your number one running back, but were there comps yeah. or comparisons about you know about former players or whatever like that that you kind of compared him to? Yeah, and I was very high on Jameer Gibbs too. But you're right. I mean, I, I had I had Bijan as my number what three or four overall player. I can't re- exactly recall, but you know, I started looking at him and I'm thinking, boy, the, the build. The power, the vision, the you know the the quick lateral cut ability, but always seeming to fall downhill too, which is what I love about him. Uh, the receiving ability that was so underrated in college, just underused certainly. I mean, that was the biggest thing. So I, I went with a big name, and maybe I overshot, but maybe I didn't. I said Ladanian Tomlinson, mm-hmm. and I said, look, you know, he's got that low center of gravity and that explosion that really kind of separates him. Um, and also obviously the, you know, the, the physical skills to, to play the position, but yeah, that's, that's where I went. And I just said, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but, and I try not to go hall of fame comps on every kid coming out either, just to, just to make that abundantly clear. Eric, um, I know you've got your, your power rankings up, uh, on NFL.com and I'm gonna bust your agates, uh, for a little bit here. Uh, just, just have a little bit of fun with you because again, you, you can, you can take it, um, (laughs) <laughs> what what is it what is it about the Falcons that you only have them 14th? I mean, I know a, a lot of speculation about, you know, would they be better going into this season, but what kind of holds you from maybe putting them in let's say the top 10 after a couple of victories uh, you know, to start the season? Yeah, and believe it or not, I really didn't have a bias. I picked them to go to the playoffs. I had, I thought they had a good chance to win the division this year and um, you know, I thought the run game obviously was going to be a big part of it, and it was going to require 
Desmond Ritter to take that step up. I thought he played pretty darn well on Sunday. You know, the, the, there's still some moments that I think have to, to be cleaned up a little bit and, um, you know, some, some shaky moments. But, boy, I just felt like there was a little bit more poise and command there. Very impressed. I thought week one was, was just an ordinary effort from the whole team, to be honest. I just was not overly impressed. Obviously, Bijan had his moments and, you know, the defense – held in the 10 points Jesse Bates was amazing but like you know if I was just grading them fairly on in week one I thought it was a CC plus game especially with the offensive line you know that's such a good group and but yeah last week was obviously a lot better and two home games two wins you know against two opponents who you know we don't really know about yet I mean the Packers I think are pretty good you guys probably saw the talent level was very even so you know, maybe they're on the same sort of plane or in the same areas as Atlanta, but it's it's kind of all guesswork too. And and I I think they're they're poised for good things this season. And you know, Eric, I mean, and, and listen, I, I I'm I'm joking with you about you know all of, of this course. and just you know with some of the stuff. Oh but, yeah. But I, I definitely I do think that there will be look. Say what you will. I, if you go up to Detroit and you get a win, and and look, they're already dealing with injuries. David Montgomery and they're starting yeah. safety, like they're already having guys out in this game. But you never apologize for winning in the NFL. And I do think that I just was talking about this. Look, I think if they go up to Detroit and beat a team that coming into the year was a definite up arrow franchise, I think yep. that goes a long way. You go on the road, you beat a Detroit team that you know was on the cusp of being a playoff team last year. I think next week will go, or this coming week, I should say will go a long way in people really starting to buy into the Atlanta Falcons. Right. I, two, two measuring stick games. I think it's, is it Jacksonville after that, I believe, yes. right? So yep. obviously, you know, the, yep. yeah. So it's, you know, the competition level's been raised. And, and that's that's what I'm excited about. Because, again, I, I I feel pretty good about this team's chances this year. And, you know, obviously they're, they're getting some contributions from some new phases on defense, which is great. And, uh, you know, if if you go to Detroit and win that game and, you know, even win that next one too, boy, that's that's a statement right there, I think. And, you know, Detroit last week did what the early season Detroit Lions of last year did, and which is blow leads and, and not be able to get stops on defense. And I'll be fascinated to see how they handle that run game. And, the you know, obviously both guys can catch the ball too, and that's going to be – I think a really good battle. That's a good game right there. Eric Edholm joining us on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Covers the NFL and NFL draft for NFL.com. You know, let's bounce around a, a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this, and, and look, uh, part of it is I grew up in Northeast Ohio, so um, I spent my whole life watching, you know, the Browns very intimately. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say that, and it, it may be early, but I, I'll, go ahead and, I'll, I'll go ahead and get hot takey with you. I think the Deshaun Watson contract is going to go down as the worst contract in NFL history. I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see him turning that franchise around. And now without Nick Chubb, who really is the heart and soul of that offense, I just, I mean, look, their defense is doing everything they can with Miles Garrett to keep them in games. But I don't believe in Deshaun Watson. I mean, well, first of all, that 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 contract—the minute it was signed and and became public information—was already in the bottom yeah, <laughs> some people's right. minds, if not the worst ever, because of the fact that it was fully guaranteed. And and you know, and I think there was this 
talk of like, well, this is the way it's going. Well, it, it may eventually get to that point or, or for certain positions like quarterback, but you know, we're not there yet. Right. I mean, we still have these contracts that have different layers to them. And, but if you play well, you know, then people obviously get off your back. What we saw last night was a bad game. Week one ran pretty well, you know, made a couple of nice throws, but for the most part looked off too. And so I was, I was, hoping i mean again I, I want all these guys to do well but like i thought maybe he you know he kind of settles in there hasn't been as much focus on the off-field stuff and, and we'll see the old deshaun watson back but right now it seems like there's two disconnects one between him and his receivers timing wise two between kevin stefanski what he wants to run versus what you know deshaun probably favors you, you know, and and look, I've I've got my problems with Kevin Stefanski as a head coach. I don't, I I personally don't think he's a very good head coach. Um, that aside, I mean, look, they're a team that is immensely talented, and yeah, you know, they they are a team that a couple of years ago, look, this team was a, a second round playoff team. They almost beat the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs. They had everything going in their direction, and they felt like they were a quarterback away from turning everything around. Now you look at and say, okay, is this going to be another year where it becomes a lot of wasted talent? Because they have an immensely talented football team. But again, you can't just keep giving away years of, of guys' prime career. Yeah, that's it right there, right? I mean, they made all the moves these, this offseason. Obviously, the Nick Chubb injury, you know, through a – a massive wrench into the plan. So there's, you know, I mean, there's at least a, a, a fair excuse if things don't go exactly according to plan this year, but you know, yeah, right. I mean, that's the deal. I mean, injuries happen. First of all, yes, they did fix a lot of these holes on the roster. You know, we obviously saw the defense make a lot of big plays last night. You know, when Amari Cooper is able to get the ball, he can do some pretty good things with him too. So yeah, it just, I don't know what's going on with him. Two 15-yard penalties, too. You know, I mean, like, he just looked like he was a little bit out of his head during that game. He wasn't – that first pass, too, to me, that wasn't a drop. I mean, that yeah, it was, it was poorly thrown. So, you got that, the fumble, the other fumble. It just wasn't a good, clean night. And I haven't seen good football out of him in Cleveland. Eric Edholm joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Is Tampa Bay's 2-0 start the most surprising start either for the good or for the bad of the NFL season so far? Yeah, good question. Obviously, you know, you could say Bengals 0-2 or, or Chargers or, you know, one of these immensely talented teams that you maybe didn't expect to to start out in the hole like that. But, you know, if you want to go on the positive side, they've got to be right up there, sure. I mean, it was interesting to me. You know, I was sort of doing my, my first power rankings and just trying to take a little of a broad view, and I'm thinking – you know, everyone's calling this a rebuild, you know, no Brady there anymore. And they did cut some, some, they shed a little skin. Right. But Mike Evans is still there, right? Chris Godwin is still there. Vita Bay is still there. You know, Shaq Barrett is still there. Uh, you know, Levante David and, and, and uh, Devin White. I mean, you know, they have the core of this, this pretty darn good team a couple of years ago. Now the vibe last year was bad, but I mean, Baker's come in and done a pretty good job. Uh, uh, you know, you're still sort of waiting for the bottom to fall out. He He's a little reckless at times. He takes chances. He was playing in week one like it was a playoff game and maybe gets hurt. Who knows? So, 
I give him credit. He's he sort of re-energized his career and reminded people that this Bucks team still has some players. But yeah, obviously this week uh, I think it's Eagles Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. That that'll be the you know, are they for real test more so than even like a team like the Falcons or whoever else. So yeah, I would say they're a surprise. Eric, um, can you make a case even after only two weeks that Micah Parsons might be the most valuable player in the NFL? <laughs> I, I, I feel too good about two things. I picked the Cowboys to, to win the Super Bowl. And the, I mean, right now I'm feeling pretty good about that, but that'll change. That'll change. I know but I also had Parsons as my defensive player of the year pick. And I was almost kind of shocked. I'm like, wait, he hasn't won yet. <laughs> I had to you know, double check because i watched him just destroy teams. He didn't even have a final year of college football. He, he didn't do anything in 2020. That's what's so crazy. He and Jamar Chase, they, they sat out, jumped into the NFL and dominated from day one. That draft is going to go down as an all timer, but how Parsons lasted as long as he did. And, you know, I, I, you know, Dan's done a really good job. Dan Quinn, obviously you guys, I'm sure at least follow with one eye how his career has gone. And, you know, he's, he's kind of helped make Dan a head coaching candidate again, if he wants to be. And I think Parsons has been freed up to do really special kind of Lawrence Taylor kind of things. But yeah, you could make that case in a year where the quarterback play has been a little, a little off early in the season. Who do you think has been the better team thus far in the NFC, Dallas, Philly, or San Francisco? Yeah, so I'm – obviously, if we just go off, you know, what we've seen in the 120-whatever minutes of football so far and the point differential stands out like a sore thumb. I mean, Dallas is doing historic stuff right mm-hmm. now. It is two games. They missed Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think – Daniel Jones just got completely spooked in that game and, and they kind of threw up the white flag at some point. So, you know, there's a tiny asterisk. Obviously I have a ton of respect for this Cowboys team because I wouldn't have backed them the way I did in the preseason, but yeah, they've, they've, they've done a really amazing job. They played better offensively. San Francisco had a great game week one fought back and played pretty hard Sunday. So it's close. Philly hasn't quite reached that level, but they, you know, they showed us a sign on Thursday. Eric, uh, last question for you here real quick. The Dolphins uh, so far this year, um, they, they, you know, look, 2-0, and you don't argue with that. That division, they could run away with that division, depending on what the Jets do and if, if, Kyle, if uh, uh, Josh Allen can't control his turnovers, they could really run away with that division. I mean, they could make that thing a laugher, I think, early on in the season. It's a Super Bowl team. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're going to get there, but, like, that's what a Super Bowl team looks like. You're going on the road and and dictating the pace of play and requiring the other team to take great measures to take away your best players in the case of Hill this week. And, obviously, the Chargers were just bombarded week one. It was, you know, they were not prepared for that speed. And I love the way Mike McDaniel uh, – I had a great – chat with him when uh, when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots two days before the game or three days he was he was a fun chat back then and you know he was always talking about creating space for receivers letting them create and that's what they're doing letting them giving them runways and you know and it's Braxton Berrios if the other two guys you know Waddle and Hill are covered and you know they're finding the run game is, is productive now and I mean it's it's a hard offense to stop and they're playing better defensively 
and there's a lot of speed uh, on that team. So, yeah. Eric Edholm covers the NFL and NFL draft for NFL.com. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Eric underscore Edholm. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show. We will certainly chat again with you here soon. Looking forward to it, man. You See got that. it. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.